Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We are actually recording this on Monday because we thought, why not just go ahead and continue our Q&A session that we started a few days ago, although we are recording it right at the same time. Does that make sense? Here we are. Part two. Part two of Monday's Q&A. How are you? Good? My eye's still itching. It was itching a few minutes ago when we closed out Mondays, and it's like there's a cat in my eye. And my camera keeps dying, so I, I'm not responsible for what you see here. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. It's all fine. Okay. It's all good. Um, where do we begin? Well, if you just if you didn't listen to Mondays, what we did was we reached out on social media and said, what are those... Um, episodes that you've listened to where you, you we mentioned a book or we mm-hmm. mentioned a nail polish color or something like that and you didn't write it down and you would like us to jog your memory so um so you did that and we are responding okay likewise there you go i always feel like such a loser though when we answer these questions because i feel like people send them with this hope that like we have the answers that we have our life <laughs> together. Did you hear me just burp? No, I did not. I just totally burped into the microphone. <laughs> like a frog. <laughs> oh my gosh. Need I remind you, this is homemaker chic, Angela. This is oh. this is the podcast for other homemakers out there, aspiring homemakers, people who find value in what we're doing in the home. And our idea is certainly not to make you think that homemaking is perfect or that the people who do it are perfect or that somehow if you follow a certain routine of things, your children are going to turn out a certain way or your life is going to look a certain way because that's just not the case. But we do want you to feel like you've got friends along for the journey with you with whatever that kind of brings in your life because that's, I mean, that's really what our goal is here. Um, Angela and I have 10 kids between the two of us. We both homeschool. We both work from home. We're both entrepreneurs. We both have small farms. Like there's nothing clean or precise about that life choice at (laughs) all. (laughs) Just because you see a well-framed photograph on Instagram. Yep. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I know. I know. So what? sometimes when these come in and they're like, how do I do this? I'm like, if you think that I have any wisdom at all, I... (laughs) I will tell you what I know. I'll gladly share my experience with you, but I certainly don't have all the answers. And here we are. Sometimes all you just need is a good pointer. You know, sometimes you just need another woman to give you permission to do X, Y, Z. I think that happens on the show. We just, there's a little nugget. You know, we talked uh, a couple of weeks ago about how podcast listeners are willing to listen to someone be in process yeah. and they're in process themselves. And they, yeah. most of them take it that way. You know, what's being said. And mm-hmm. I don't usually walk away from an entire show. You know, we talked on Monday about podcasts that we enjoy. It's not always where I remember every bullet point. I'm not taking sermon notes for goodness sake, but there'll be that one thing that just stuck out. Mm-hmm. And then I can go employ that in my life. And I'm assuming that's what our listeners. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Or they report us for misinformation. (laughs) (laughs) You are terrible. You're baiting me. That's a stupid word, you guys. Misinformation is a stupid word in our culture. What it means is I don't agree with you. You're spreading stuff I don't agree with. (laughs) 
So dumb. Well, thing. it's just I think it's um I think right now, like have we not learned anything? There's so many things that were considered misinformation 18 months ago, 12 months ago, 6 months ago and now they're common knowledge. You know. So yeah, maybe know. we should just like take our foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah. Stop. Acting like we know everything, Megan and Harry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Are we going there? I just You did, guys, apparently. okay. This is going to be probably a little bit TMI. But <laughs> one time <laughs> One time I had this dream. <laughs> and you had a sex dream about me? <laughs> That's one of her favorite lines from the movie Return to Me. We're in this they're in this beautiful courtyard and it's this totally romantic, sweet, innocent scene. And he just blurts out, You had a sex dream about me? <laughs> it wasn't about him, but Okay. Prince Harry was involved in some capacity, okay? I'm not proud of it. Can't control that kind of stuff, okay? But this was like years and years ago. But ever since then, I've kind of had this affinity towards Prince Harry. Like, like, you know, oh, he's just, oh, he's fun and he's freckled and like, that's fun. He's got red hair. He's a ginger. He's a ginger. (laughs) All gingers are fun. I love gingers. My brother-in-law's a ginger. Um, I thought for sure we would have a ginger kid, but we didn't. Um, no, I just, you know, Prince Harry, he kind of always was like, he marched to his own drum. And I and I appreciate that trait in people, um, especially when I was younger. But <laughs> what is he doing? What's he doing? I don't know. He just keeps opening his mouth and every time he does, he makes it worse. Especially with his beautiful British accent. I'm like, don't say those things with that accent, please. My mind doesn't know how to process that. (laughs) With your little freckles face. Oh, my gosh. Breaks my heart. Uh, Yeah, I just think, um, yeah. You think what, Angela? Mm. What do you think? I I just think, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe just be quiet. <laughs> like, are you the misinformation police? Are you a COVID scientist? I don't know. Like, what do you know? Be quiet. Oh, are you talking about yourself do- or are you talking about Harry and Meghan? I'm not talking about myself. Oh. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm talking about Harry and Meghan. Because you yeah, also what do I know? Are- I've already said that. I've already said, what do I know? That's a given. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, just, yeah. Mm. It's, is it breaking your heart? What do you think Diana would say if she was here? Oh, I don't I don't know where she so would sad. have ended up on all of this. I mean, I kind of know. And I, I've i dealt with that. <laughs> I'm on Team William. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. T- you're on Team William. Class. You oh, yeah. For sure. All the way. Okay. Class. I'm erring on the side of class. Thank okay. you very much. Well, this is the right podcast for you then because this is where we okay. keep it classy. Keeping it classy, Diego. San Diego. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, we don't really keep it classy. We actually, people don't like that. People don't, some people don't like when we don't keep it classy, but. And some people are really relieved <laughs> that we're just human and can throw down. So. Yeah. You're going to have to have. That's true. Your cake and eat it too, apparently. Um, a few months ago, we're still like, this is quite embarrassing. This is what happens when you're, I suppose we're in public 
you know, things happen, especially technological things. So a few months ago, we published, uh, sometimes we record all two hours at once, you know? And so like we're changing, there's bras involved, (laughs) there's swear words involved, (laughs) there's yelling at kids and getting microphones adjusted in between episodes and like, oh, I have to pee so bad. <laughs> like, just this, you know, there's real life going on in between. Well, a few months ago, we published one of those. <laughs> and some of you have, like, trigger fingers, and you're you're ready, man. You get that notification, and your phone goes, <laughs> and downloads the episode. And so you are the the privileged I think there was, like, chosen. 19. I think there was 19 Yeah, I think there's 19 of you <laughs> that have all two hours. And so goodness knows what you heard. Um but I thought this message was funny. She, this, this gal on Instagram said, hey, ladies, I was surprised to see a two-hour episode drop today. Lots of behind the scenes, wink, wink. I realized the thing I love most about listening to you both is that you strike the perfect balance of poised <laughs> and genuine. So this is just a whispered, your slip is showing, from a friend. Yep. Well played, Michelle. Yeah, that's well said. <laughs> One time I wore this beautiful dress to a baby shower and it was a brand new dress. It was the first time I'd ever worn it and it was beautiful and I felt beautiful in it. And I had been lounging by the pool on the lake, like for the two days before. So I was really tan and like, I was, you know, when you're just, your skin feels sun kissed and your lip gloss feels extra shy. I was just feeling it. Okay. Oh yeah. You're like, I can go tossled and yeah, I'm just beach like, I'm just, and nothing oh, matters. Like beach exactly. I smell right. good. So I mm-hmm. go there and I get to hold somebody's baby. And I'm just like I'm feeling it. I'm standing. I'm swaying. I'm rocking the baby. And I go to leave <laughs> and my pastor's wife leans in. And I, I literally thought Aww. she's going to be like, where did you get your dress? <laughs> That's what I thought she was going to say. <laughs> I was just feeling so good. And she was just like, I just want to let you know that your dress is completely see-through. <laughs> and this was at the end of the baby shower. And I was like, all right, there we go. <laughs> Back to life. Back to reality. It was really I, sad. <laughs> I did not wear a I slip, by the friend's, way. I sang at a friend's <laughs> wedding once. Me and all my girlfriends, we were all vocalists. I sang at a friend's wedding. She had this really posh reception. And like, I'm young. I haven't had kids yet. I got the little. You feel good? The little KKs, as we call them in this family. I can get away without wearing a bra. So I wear this black Audrey Hepburn, like breast, breakfast at Tiffany dress. I don't need a strapless bra. Like nothing's going on there, right? Until you pop a flash. Oh. <laughs> like the whole thing came out of your dress. <laughs> like everybody gets their photographs back. All of us and all our friends group. No way. Where did it come out? How did it come no, out? No, like you could. No, you did the flash went through the fabric. Oh, okay. That's better than mm-hmm. I was picturing like your boob hanging out your armpit hole of your dress. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how did this happen? <laughs> nope. But somewhere, somebody has pictures of my beautiful breasts before I nursed six children. So lucky you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. Uh, Please don't put those on the internet. do an entire episode (laughs) just on beautiful breasts. Oh, I told you about Junior. Did we talk about that? About Junior finding my back fat? Yes. This feels like a KK. (laughs) (laughs) It's so Ah! sad, you guys. (laughs) So sad. I was doing...
pose the other day working out, you know, and it was like one of those where you're, you're hanging over your legs. So everything's just hanging. And it was like, this is, <laughs> that's exactly what it was like. If you guys aren't watching, <laughs> if you're not watching the video, she's holding her fingers up like a V. It was so sad. And I was like looking at them, really assessing them thinking, <laughs> how much is actually there? <laughs> like, No, you can squeeze them this thin. <laughs> tablespoon. It's like a tablespoon, I would say. There's nothing there. It's so sad. <laughs> Jay. It's so sad. That's my new sign. It's gonna go. <laughs> right? Don't like you don't kids are making they yes. still make the peace yes. sign and they stick their tongue out and stuff on yeah, social this media. Is ours. This is my mom's sign your, like this. Hangy mom boobs. I am so grateful to have a husband who I know I've told right? this story before, but I'm going to say it anyway. When I was like, please, please let me get a poop job, please. <laughs> he, was, he was like, what, what are boobs for? And I was like, well, you know, obviously to like, you nurse your babies. And he was like, like your boobs have kept four children alive. Like what more could you want from them? They have done the most feminine thing that they could ever do. And I understand that. But ladies, I'm just saying, if you've got them, just please appreciate them for me. Rock that. Okay. Just Rock give them a little love for, us. for me and be like, good job, ladies. <laughs> Thanks for being there. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. Oh, man. I'll try not to oh, covet them. Expect- I'll try. I, sometimes I can't help myself, though. I wasn't expecting to talk about. Oh, that made me laugh. I saw a picture today of Marilyn Monroe, and this oh please, they're so reporter had said, you know, she's only beautiful because of her clothes, and so if she was wearing a potato (gasps) sack, like no one would think she's beautiful. So she wears a potato. That was the joke. She'd know that she'd look good even in a potato sack. Yeah. So she wears this sack, and yeah, she's like twenty five and fabulous. Holy cow! I mean, they're like. They defy gravity. It's like they just shoot straight out. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. <laughs> it's, just, it's so amazing. Oh. Anyway. Okay. Here we are. I don't have that. Oh my goodness the gracious. The end. Um. So somebody asked us. One of the questions was. <laughs> If you can get it out. Do we need to do the wine segment first? One of the questions was like, where do you get your bras? (laughs) I had to the band-aid aisle. Stop. I had to. Wow, we haven't laughed like this in a long time. We're keeping it fun, girls. I had to source mine. From a special company for small chested women. Wait, wait, you wait. Just take a breath. <laughs> Nobody can understand what you're saying. I oh had to God. source my new bras from a company that specialized in small chested women. And they're like, you need to be proud <laughs> to be a part of it. <laughs> be proud to be a part of the IBTC. <laughs> 
is not, this is terrible podcasting. I cannot understand what you're saying. Okay. Be proud. Be proud to be a part of the IBTC. Do you know what this is? You have to know what this is. Itty bitty what? <laughs> what is it? Itty bitty titty committee. <laughs> I said it. You asked me. Don't go on it. Oh. I was trying to process that. I processed it live, everyone. <clears throat> so Sorry about that. I can't tell you where I get my bras from because they won't fit any of you. <laughs> <laughs> on a need-to-know basis. Um, I get mine from the Costco aisle. Apparently, I am so chic <coughs> and so sexy that while I'm buying... Oh, man. Romano cheese <laughs> and batteries, I pick up a couple of bras. Wow. Sorry. Uh, actually, I really love them. They're the best bra I've purchased what, what in like a decade. I don't know. I could go okay. grab it. Minor Pepper, by the way. That's for the IBTC. If there's any other members out there, Pepper bras, they do a really good job. Oh, man. I'm going to try not to show it. Okay. I have no idea what brand this is. Probably like Danskin or something really lame. Carol Hockman. Medium. Stop it. They're wonderful. <laughs> Black. And yet. Here's what gets me, though, sometimes, like, okay, I got to buy my bras special from Pepper, right, for the small-chested ladies out there, but somehow I'm, like, an extra large with sports bras? Like, what's that about? Oh, we talked about this a couple months ago. It's not... Sports bras are a torture device. I don't get it. I I don't either. I don't get it. No, they're really, really bad. I read an article once that said if you actually stop wearing a bra, your... Tendons. Yeah, they'll actually raise a bit, you know. Over- yeah, no, it's a French. It was a French study. Okay, shocker. And it's true that you actually make the tendons weaker by wearing the support. Now, I don't know if my double D girlfriends are going to agree with me on that, but like this is a study. They showed that. Mm. Um, it sounds great if it was socially acceptable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, okay. that one got me. <laughs> that was very Sorry. amusing. I wasn't. <sighs> Here we are. Okay, Here we are. Uh, Keeping it chic. Panties. Keeping it chic. <clears throat> panties. Speaking of Marilyn Monroe, I've said this before on the show. So this was a question: your bras and panties. So that's why we went here. Okay, you asked. <laughs> we go. Um, I wear Marilyn Monroe underwear. It's from TJ Maxx, or you can find it online, and it's the best cut ever. It looks like something she would have worn. It feels like something she would have worn. And like I said, if I could make a bathing suit, if the company would make bathing suits, I would be one happy homemaker. Okay. I ordered that one time on your recommendation, but I got the wrong size. And so my body looked like it was eating the underwear. Okay. Maybe I need to size up a bit. Order a size larger, ladies. (laughs) I always, oh my gosh, I wear like, yeah, mammoth size underwear, like granny panties all the way. You're setting me up. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> Why? Oh, 
Okay, let's talk about something else. <laughs> so okay. funny. Um, pull your mic closer or something. You sound really far away. Oh, okay. Or is it me? <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, what so, a, oh, so we're continuing on this Q and O Q and A. Uh, did we do the wine segment? Nope. We didn't. Okay. okay do it because I've got one. Okay. I had some bubbly left over, so that's what I've been drinking during these two episodes. It's you. I know. I was letting the music oh, play. Okay. All right. So this is the part of the show where we talk about dry farm wines because we love them. We love the dry farm. Uh, dry farm is a uh, biodynamic wine company that imports wines from Austria and Australia and South Africa, France and Spain and you name it to us uh, meager peasants here in the United States who can't get our hands on a good bottle of wine to save our life. So <laughs> um, these are biodynamic organic wines. No added GMO yeast, no extra sugar, no dyes, no, uh, what was the gross stuff we learned? Fish bladders? Yeah, to filter. Fish bladders? Okay, mm-hmm. if you're a vegan, I'm sorry, like, you need to drink Dry Farm or else it's just not going to work. Um, but you can visit them at dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. And if you've never ordered before, you can get your first order placed and get an extra bottle for a penny. Somebody was asking, one of the questions came through is, um, can they still get three bottles? You can do right, three, mm-hmm. six, nine, or 12. Yep. And you can, it's really great because for those of you that like a lighter red, you can order the lighter reds. If you like a big bold red, you can order the bold reds. You can order whites. You can do a combo box. Um, I think what it would be cool to do, Shay, is because we've heard this uh, quite a few times, we have some audience listeners that don't drink wine with their meals, but they cook with it. Yeah. So I think it would be fun for you and I to put our heads together <clears throat> and make three recommendations on three really practical bottles to keep in your pantry for things like risotto yeah. or a reduction or things like that. Yeah, you, you got to have a that. good white wine if you're going to make risotto. For sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, so dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. And we know you will love it as much as we do. I'm looking at this. This is a, I'm assuming this is Italian. Yeah, Italian sparkling white. It's a frizzante, col fondo, mulgardia. It says glera coli trevignani. I don't know anything about this. I didn't scan it. Have you ever had this one? No. Something that Shay and I are really enjoying right now is the Dry Farm Wines app, and that's why I said I didn't scan this yet. Uh, it's pretty cool because you can scan whatever bottles come in your box that month because it's sort of like a wine CSA in that you, for the most part, I'll don't be, know I'll what you're right going Keep to talking. get. Okay. And so you can take your handy little Dry Farm app. I'm actually going to do it while we're talking because I'm so prepared. so prepared. And I just hit the mic with my bottle. <laughs> Oh, friends, these podcast microphones are big and clunky and always in the way. Scan the front label. So I'm going to do that. I don't know where she went. This was not planned. And it's a new bottle. So, of course, I just did it live and they don't have a match for me. Nonetheless, we we enjoyed um, half of this bottle over the weekend uh, with Sunday dinner, and it was beautiful. I love the Italian sparklings. They're always very refreshed. And like Shay always says, she's got that favorite um green apple taste that little bite to them yeah they're alive i they're alive i cannot do a syrupy white 
I can't do it in my bubbly. I can't do it in my straight wines. Um, so I'm really enjoying this Mungarda. I'll have to check that one. one. Yeah, I got my box uh, just a couple of days ago. Okay. And I haven't really like opened up any of those new ones yet. So I should check into it. It's that. good. It's very cloudy. So you can. Yeah. That happens really sometimes cloudy. when they don't filter them. That's what it just looks mm-hmm. like, ladies and gentlemen. That all those clarifiers yeah, real. and all that stuff. It's very real, yeah. like the Homemaker Chic podcast. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it just got me. <clears throat> it's good to laugh. It's good to have fun. This season is all about bringing the fun back. And you know what? If you get your kicks off giggling about your flat chest from your girlfriends, then that's what... Oh, <laughs> oh my word. What is happening? I don't know. I called it. Okay. <laughs> I heard it. It's yeah. like, I'm done here. Yeah. Uh, we are we are trying to bring the fun back, you guys. We're, we're trying to remember like how to laugh and how to just take a deep take a deep breath with everything, all of it. Yuck! <laughs> just remember, laugh where you can get it. Okay. I remember my pastor. Yeah. That was actually my pastor's advice when Stu and I got married. He did our premarital counseling, and um, he was just like, "Look, you have to develop a sense of humor." You have to. If you don't have one, you need to get one. You need to find things that like make you laugh as a person. You need to find things that make you laugh as a couple. When something you want to get mad at something, you know, when you want to get frustrated, you need to learn how to laugh at it because, <clears throat> excuse me, there are things worth getting mad at and there are things like mm-hmm. worth the outrage. But like, yeah, that's not that many things. If you get mad at everything, then you might as well get mad at nothing, right? If that's your level. Mm-hmm. Um, man, and I feel like and that's so much easier when you're younger and you're, things are just more carefree. Everything feels so heavy when you're an adult. <laughs> you know, it all feels so big. And it's, and it is in a way, but it's also not. <clears throat> you know, I think we do tend to make things a lot harder on ourselves than we need to. And For the past three years, I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. If you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliotthomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. It's winter, we're getting organized, we're getting clean, we are washing our sheets from American Blossom Linens, softer with each washing. These are our favorite sheets here on the show. You know this as fans of vintage linens. These are the best sheets ever. Shay and I love to call them modern vintage, and you need to be sleeping on them with a process called combing. 
all the rough fibers are pulled through these American-made, Texas-grown cotton sheets. This creates the softest, most beautiful sheets for your home. You will love them. I know you're in the mood to spruce things up. You want to make things fabulous for your home, beautiful. You want to survive winter in style. Do that with American Blossom Linens. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use this equally as beautiful coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20 for 20% off sheets, duvets, beautiful linens that I know you will love as much as Shay and I do. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can feel that tension in our house even in the last couple of years. Like, okay, we're not, everything's really, it's not really serious. It's not like we're just a bunch of stick in the muds, you know, but everything's got this element of the serious. Yeah. And even just since starting the season, I, I feel like the kids can see this kind of turning like, no, we're going to, yes. we're going to, we're going to hunt down fun. Yeah. We're going to hunt down humor. We're going to be intentional about it. And mm-hmm. And it is, you know, we have a problem in our culture where words don't really mean anything because we we use them so flippantly. We say, oh, I love this or I love that. And we we give a lot of value. We use very valuable words to things that are very insignificant. And it's the same with anger. Like if you're just pissed off about mm-hmm. every little nitpicking thing all the time, it takes away from something that really does – is really legitimately offensive or where you really legitimately need to be angry because somebody's been hurt, they've been violated, or they need to be stuck up for, or there's yeah. – for, like, righteous indignation. It kind of, like, just dilutes yeah. the importance of this very valuable emotion. It's, mm-hmm. it, that being anger. Do you think a lot of that anger um, stems from, like, just, man, we take ourselves very seriously? Oh, yeah. I do. <laughs> I mean, I, I was. I, I think, I, and I think it's I told, and, and <laughs> I think I told this story of when I was in, mm-hmm. you know, again, one bathroom here. I was in the shower the other day, and three people during my shower had to come in to poop, and I probably didn't react the way that I should have. I, I mean, it, I was just taking mm-hmm. a shower. Like that should be funny. That is funny. Okay, but like if that was on a sitcom, that would be the laugh. Si- the laugh sign would have come down. Seriously, that yeah. that is funny. Yeah. That's a funny story to tell. It's a funny experience. Mm-hmm. Like, what about that felt so serious that I couldn't laugh about that at the time? And instead, I just I let it make mm-hmm. me sour. I was so mad. I was so mad that I'd been so offended. But why? Like, it's not like that was against me. It's not like they they planned it. And like mm-hmm. held it all in so they could really get mom, you know? Mm-hmm. And man, I that's like just not a fun or joyful place to live. To live in that that yeah. sour, like you have offended me. I just mopped the floor and you just walked in with your muddy shoes. How dare you? Well, it's gross. This I mean, but the the painful truth is that it's self-idolatry. Yes. There's no way around it. That's what it is. So I have a child who is very good at getting me. Like, like I know you're about to lose it. I, I, I feel mm-hmm. it. I feel your pain. She's old enough to feel the pain, right? And so what she does is she quotes famous lines from the kids. So when Shiz starts getting really tense, she'll go, can I have a juicy? 
can I play Minecraft? Mm-hmm. Mom, can I play Minecraft? Oh. Like she, she'll imitate the younger yeah. siblings. Like, I know you feel bombarded. I know you feel like you're being violated. Like, this is about it. You can't take anymore. Yep. And then she'll act like one of them. And it diffuses it. She's she's Her comedic timing is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And she's got each of her siblings nailed, and she'll play them mm-hmm. and say this this line. And it just kind of is like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really what we do when we do that is we destroy relationships with the people who we vomit on in our haste and in our anger. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a second thing that we do that totally left my mind. Well, a wise woman yeah. builds up her home and a foolish one takes oh, that's it what it was. her own Yeah, well, you're, de- so. you're depriving okay. yourself of joy. You're depriving yourself yeah. of laughter. Mm-hmm. You know, which of those things is more fun? Yeah, there's, there's, and there's, you know, we can, it's training, everything we do, we talk a lot on this show about skilling up and making conscious decisions to do X, Y, Z, whether it's keeping our toilets clean or whatever. But there are ways that we can, we know how to respond humorously to those situations. We choose not to, mm-hmm. you know, there's, because it feels so big child and important. Needs, yeah, we have a child that needs help in the bathroom. And he always wants one parent in particular to help. And so, well, I just kind of gave it away who it is, whatever. Um, uh, So when that parent is busy, then I go in, what do you need? Do you need some help in the bathroom? (laughs) You know, and it's just like, Joel's already like worked up because he's busy or Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to do it again or he's on his way out to do chores. You know, I got to make poops. Oh, geez. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I'll go in and like make this fake dad voice and it just diffuses everything. Mm -hmm. Nobody's feelings are hurt. Mm-hmm. He's not disappointed. Dad's around because I've made him laugh, and it's just kind of like okay, diffused, lighten up, diffused. Yeah, yeah. It's just diffused. My dad used to do that with us when we would get hurt as kids, and we'd be crying, and he'd be like, "All right, oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Like, let me go get my axe, and we'll just you know cut your arm off. Like wherever it yeah. was we were hurt, it, the answer was always like, I'll just cut it off. You know, then it won't hurt anymore. And it would make us laugh like, right. no, dad, no. And then he'd grab our arm and like hold it out like he was gonna do it, and be like, no, dad, mm-hmm. no, and. <laughs> You know, it, it totally That's diffused funny. the situation completely Yeah, because then we were so – My dad would go, is the chair okay? <laughs> like he would always like <laughs> go for the furniture or something, you know, if you ripped your toe yeah. off or something. Yeah, yeah. That was funny. They knew that. We need to so learn that. I think that. that would behoove all of us to just kind of look at our routines and go, what are those like five or six sticking points? You know, because every family has their sort of shtick, yeah. all right? Whether it's Junior needing help in the bathroom, like – giving Joel the heads up, this is my time, be on alert, you know, or something. Like every family has their sort of things that pop up during the day, their little routine and and just outside of the situation, not in the moment, but outside of the situation, looking at those and how how could I address that different? What sort of humor could I inject into this moment or levity? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Do we have so much more fun that way, you guys? So much more fun. Mm-hmm. All right. What other questions that you got for us? Uh, let's see. Bras panties. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a gentleman named Adam, and his wife is a listener to the show, and he wants to know if we carry merch. Yes, we do. Over on Redbubble. So that's a an easy answer. If you like a, I am homemaker chic, and this is my denim jumper type sweatshirt or paraphernalia. You can check that out over there. Uh, I did. Look it up. So we we do reference this a lot. We have a couple books that we reference a lot. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Jane Eyre, we talked about that, the, the audible Jane Eyre. The narrator that we're always going on and on about for Jane Eyre is Tandy Newton. Okay. So she's the actress from Mission Impossible 2. You've seen her in other pieces. She's only narrated four or five books, and I wish she had she's done 60 because I'd listen to them not caring what the content was because she's incredible. But if you need something to really tuck into if you're waiting for spring and you want to just dive into something really juicy and fabulous, or maybe uh, you have a copy of Jane Eyre, but it's not your reading style, maybe that's a little bit challenging. You could listen along Mm -hmm. while you read. I would definitely use the uh, Tandy Newton version. Yeah, it's so good. To listen along with. It's incredible. Yeah. All right. I got a question. They sent it over to my uh, personal Instagram. Uh, Okay. (laughs) How did we potty train our children? They said you've done it so many times. <laughs> Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I used a program. I made a program called I had seen this great. Um, I think it's a Mexican movie. It's in Spanish, but I think it's I think it's Mexican culture uh, called like Water for Chocolate. Have you ever seen no. this movie? It was a book. Great. It's really good. It's like I was on this huge – Joel and I used to watch everything in subtitles mm-hmm. before children. That was all, like all we watched. Violence or subtitles, like crazy like fight club stuff or subtitles. Um, like Water for Chocolate. So I made up this program like called like Potty for Chocolate. <laughs> and it was a big deal because I didn't give my kids any sugar the first year of their life. So then by the time they were, you know, 16 months, two years, or whatever, like they knew this was a big deal. This was special. And so I would buy chocolate chips. And then if they would go to the bathroom, they could have one chocolate chip, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And if you went to the bathroom, they could have two chocolate <laughs> chips. So it was like, yeah. like potty for chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have uh, another child who's always advanced in everything. And she potty trained herself at 16 months. I didn't even have to lift a finger. Um but usually what I did, being a stay-at-home mom, I would time it to uh, summertime, and I would just take the bottoms off, and I would just clean up after them. I, I didn't, like, go back and forth with diapers and whatnot. I just mm-hmm. took off the bottoms, and now we're going to do this. And I would buy a couple of those little chairs and put them in, you know, quote, every room of the house so there was always one visible, and that's what we did. Yeah. Super similar. Um, the only thing I would okay. really add to that is – um, I feel like, especially when you're a mom of just like one or, you know, you're new and you haven't done this before, it can just be really easy to just want to move on to the next phase because you're tired of changing diapers and wiping bottoms. And so you just, yeah. you tend to really push it. And I did it. I did that with Georgia. She was not ready. And I learned like about a month in, I was like, you're, you're dumb. You're being dumb about this. Like let the child decide a little bit more so like she'll let you know when she's ready you know i didn't wait for any of the cues any of the signs i would just decided for her like we're now gonna do this mm-hmm. and so letting go of that ideal and <laughs> letting the kid kind of direct a little bit more in this area just kind of when they were ready um so that when i mean i don't remember it with the other three if that tells you anything like with georgia it was like this big yeah. throwdown kind of a thing with the other three it was just like you know it just kind of became a part of it have the little potty they can sit on they watch their sibling do it i mean it it was like no thing mm-hmm. so it does actually yeah. get easier when you have more they start to 
piece together what they're supposed to do a little bit easier, but just waiting till they're ready, not forcing it to be too early is really helpful. (laughs) And that's easy to do, especially first time mom, you're pushing, you're like, you know, my child's amazing. We're going to do this. For some reason, it's this stupid badge of honor. Yeah, I was just going to say bragging Badge of honor with moms. Yeah. It's dumb. Like, it doesn't matter. I have one that still can't go through the night. It's just constant struggle. It doesn't matter. It's just sort of like when they learn to read, Mm -hmm. hey, guess what? It doesn't matter. Like, it all pans out in the end. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. I can't tell you how many young moms I've told that about things. Like, I know you have, I know you've read books. I know you've watched shows. I know you have girlfriends and aunts and your moms. You have all these well-meaning people. Like, just scrap all the timelines Mm -hmm. and- it doesn't matter if it's fight. If like you're like what you said, if it's like coming up against the family routine or the harmony in the home, or you're just stressed out because you're always cleaning up something, or you're stressed out because your kid can't read yet, or it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It all washes mm-hmm. out in the end. Stuart was such an encourage me uh, with this because we have a kid who was just a little bit slower to read than the other kids. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would start to freak out because I would see where some other kids were his age and he would just be like, you are not doing this. Like, you're not going down this crazy mom path. He's fine. He's going to learn to read. It'll click. We're not going to force this. And Stuart is a very mm-hmm. educated man. You know, he was a teacher and this is, so it's not like he was just saying this is unimportant. He was just right. like, you're stop making this something that it's not. And sure enough, like one day it all, it it all just worked and it all came together. And I mean, we could have caused ourselves so much stress about something like that. And it was just unnecessary. And I think I probably would have, if he hadn't been there saying, chill out, chill out. It's fine. (laughs) Mm. So yeah. Yeah. That's how. Well, look at our own development. Look at what things, you know, some of us didn't learn to bake bread till we were in our 30s. Like yeah. that would have been horrific yeah. 100 years ago, 150 years. You know, think about our own development. We're all good. We're all okay. Yeah. We're all doing okay. Yeah. And whatever I learn tomorrow, fine. Yeah. yeah. You know. And, yeah. There's just not a set time for, for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's just not. And I know when you're a young mom, it's hard because it all, it does. It all just feels so big and it all feels so important and but what we end up doing with when we do that is we just rush it all. We just rush it all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we rush them off now to kinder. I don't even know. What do you do? Is it kinder, it's like before you? pre-K? You know, it's like, yeah. oh, you're three. Mm-hmm. It's time for you to go and learn these things. It's like, no, just savor that. If I could say anything um, to young moms. I, I'm sorry. Like, I have a six-year-old that doesn't know the alpha, five-year-old that doesn't know the alphabet yeah, yet. That's fine. He doesn't know the dumb song. I don't care. Yeah. He knows what his letters, like he knows the sound, the, the phonics of half the letters. He just doesn't know the song. He doesn't know the alphabet. I I, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's hard. That's hard for people to understand. But now mm-hmm. you actually, and this, I say this like from actual experience, they are not mm-hmm. letting certain kids into certain kindergarten programs because they don't know certain things like they don't know their alphabet like that's what kindergarten is for isn't it they like, can't we just oh they're not you're saying they that's actually, actually they're happening having to like they're not yeah they're actually having to like, like pass a, placement a test, test for kindergarten, to get to kindergarten. <laughs> it's like i feel okay. like 
Anyway, whatever. That's probably a different episode. But just take it easy, moms. Take it easy on yourself and take it easy on your kids. Just yeah. Just relax. Um, we also had a kid who had a problem wetting the bed at night. And this went on for a very, very long time. And I did a little research on it. Like, should this be a big deal to me? And it was basically like if the kid has not experienced any sort of trauma, um, then it's usually just something that they grow out of. Mm-hmm. If they have experienced some sort of trauma, that's something you should work through with a specialist, you know. Um, and so we didn't make a big deal about it. It was just like a certain cutoff for water at night, you know. Mm-hmm. And if we heard like <laughs> dreaming, if we heard talking, we knew that that was a sign. So we'd get them up, take mm-hmm. them to the bathroom, put them back to bed. Um, and it just passed. It's just one of those things that passed. Mm-hmm. We didn't get all ruffled about it. We didn't, you know, take him in to see a specialist. It was just give them right. space, let them do their thing. And most of the time they're going to be fine. So, yeah. All right. That was a long qu- answer to that true, question. True. Okay. What other questions do you got for us? I had one other one here, um, I think. You do? Yeah. But do you have any while I look for it? Well, we did have this question about how we did the little years. So I think we've talked about, I mean, we've covered some things there. Mm-hmm. I feel like when we get asked this question, it is it is a, the search for the secret sauce. And I say that with all kindness and gentleness because when you're in the trenches, you, you are on the quest for the secret sauce. Yeah. But it really is, without sounding patronizing, it is just a one day at a time. Mm-hmm. And figuring things out. So figuring out like that it doesn't matter if they if you have one that doesn't potty train when you think they should, or figuring out that it's not a um an awards ceremony on play date, you know, when you're comparing notes with each mother to see whose child has done what next. And 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 that it is really a period of time where that is your job assignment. Being in the trenches when you're in the trenches is your job assignment. Is not when you start a blog or start a new business or have these huge aspirations. I mean, if you do, if you choose that, you will feel the crunch. So be ready. And if if you're ready to feel the that that crunch, that pinch, then wonderful. But being in the trenches is a is about being there. Mm-hmm. There's a job to be done, and that's why the trench was dug, and that's why you're down in it. Um, as far as the secret sauce, it it's just doing the next thing. And, you know, Shay and I, we have a very um, sort of adapt and overcome type personality. And there's going to be a lot of people listening to this show that that's not their makeup. Their their makeup isn't to try to like just figure it out and claw through the next thing. Everybody's very different. Some people are going to have a more peaceful approach. Some people have more um, more humility uh, you know, Shay and I don't always make our way through the day with a lot of grace and humility. We bring a lot of angst upon ourselves with our scrappier personalities. Mm-hmm. And so while it might look, some things might look good, you know, if you see um, business achievements or things from the outside during those periods of time, it might have looked different from the outside than what was actually taking place on the inside. Mm-hmm. of the our four walls. And I'm not saying it was, you know, hellfire and brimstone, but there were struggles. You know, when I I wrote my cookbook, you know, I 
I wrote that nursing, I stood at a dresser. I didn't even own a desk. I stood at a dresser and would lay a child on that dresser and nurse while I typed. Like there is nothing glamorous about that. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. I probably could have done that better. You know, that's what I chose to do at the time. Mm -hmm. So not everything is always as it seems. And if I was having coffee with a young mom, I would, I would want to encourage her like the The trenches are designed for a purpose. Mm -hmm. It's where you're supposed to be right now. It's it it doesn't mean that you don't get to change your underwear or wash your hair, but it is a okay place to be and it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Mm -hmm. And if you feel that if you feel family strife or you and your husband are butting heads or your kids are turning into little monsters, that is your big fat cue that you're stepping out of the trenches too much. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Actually, that's one of the questions we got was like, how do you handle quick to anger members of your family? How do you handle what? How do you handle what? Quick to anger members of your family. Hmm. Which I think is difficult. Um, I never know how to answer questions like this because I only have context for things in some capacities from the Christian worldview. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how you answer that question without that. So, I I mean, I don't know if that's sufficient, if getting, giving my answer is sufficient. But, um, you know, being quick to ask for forgiveness is a really big thing in our family. We had to teach our kids how to do that. Uh, I had to be taught mm-hmm. how to do that uh, because mm-hmm. it's nice to hold on to that anger and feel justified and isn't that yummy. Uh, but that's not what the Holy Spirit wants for us. So, um reconciliation is really, really important. Uh, and quick reconciliation is really important, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, scripture tells us to be slow to anger. And so being quick to anger, being hot tempered, um, and shouting in anger or in, um, you know, just allowing yourself to sit in that and wallow in it. It's sinful. I mean, we use that word and I know not everybody even has a context for context for what that word means, but it's sin. Uh, sin is contrary to the way that the Lord wants you to live. Sin is not good for you. Sin is poison. And being quick to anger is poison. It's poison personally to you and it's poison to the people around you. And so if, um, I was dealing with a child, which we do in in this sort of situation or, you know, a spouse or a friend or whomever it would may be, um, that's where I would point them to and just say, look, the way that you're behaving is sinful. And here's why it's sinful. And here's the effect that it has on the people around you. And it's actually something you need to ask for forgiveness for. And, you know, we talked about last week about, you know, when you're reading through scripture and you're reading through a lot of it, like that is not an action that returns void. And prayer is the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, you might feel like you're just talking to nothing, but that's not how prayer works. And putting something out there and praying for somebody in your family, praying for a specific child of yours for maybe a specific sin that they're dealing with. Uh, those aren't things that are returned void. They might not come back exactly when we want them or exactly how we'd like them, but they don't. Or how. Yeah, they, it's a boomerang. It's coming back one way or another um, in some form. And so <laughs> just just remember that. Pray for this person. Um, and some people are uh, emotion matchers and some people are emotion counters. So I don't, I think it does really depend on what kind of kid you're dealing with or what kind of spouse you're dealing with. But Uh, for example, you know, if your husband's really quick to anger, the wife sometimes 
can sort of just match that and be like, oh, we're doing this now. Let's go. <laughs> um, and then mm-hmm. some wives tend to do the opposite. Like, oh, it's okay, honey. It's not a big deal. I took care of this. And, you know, and they try to counter mm-hmm. be the yin to the yang kind of a thing. Um, so I think it does depend on that situation. But um, that's kind of how we handle that. I don't know if there's anything you'd add to that, but Mm-mm. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how are we doing on time? Do we have time for more? Or are we are we um, there? I think we have like one more. Okay. If, yeah. I don't know if but, I, I, yeah. I don't have it pulled up here. Let's see. Um, I just have a quickie, and this is just this is not heavy at all. But we we've referenced these books a few times. We've talked about um pioneer type inspiring books. And so I get this question a lot on Instagram. So we're just going to cover it again. The book that I always reference is called These Is My Words. And the book that Shay references is Women's Diaries of the Westward Journey. Yes. Do I have that yes. correct? That's okay, a great those one. are the two books. We get a we get a lot of questions about those two yeah. books. Uh, Time well spent. Speaking of books, this was another question that we got mm-hmm. real fast that could be answered in a book. I think resources for information or studies on why to quit the standard American diet. Um Nourishing, nourishing traditions. traditions. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, and and Google, just Weston A. Price, just Google. I mean, just start yeah. start peeling back the layers. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is nourishing traditions. definitely where I would go. Um, navigating mm-hmm. the health world, we should do an episode on this. Like, how about having fun with our health again or with food again? My word. Mm-hmm. We have just beat that horse to a pulp. I mean, we have literally broken food down to its teeniest tiniest little molecules and then analyze that and been like why are we so unhappy um because that's not a fun way to eat or live um man i wish we could just get back to like foods that make people thrive make them feel good and Mm -hmm. relax about it all oh my word how much i wish we could relax about it that's another episode. Yeah, it's this, it's a super trendy talk about misinformation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean you can and I roll. From you can Shay. literally find a study. This is what fascinates me about it. You can find a study to support anything you want. Like I saw a study, mm-hmm. vitamin C does this for you. I saw a study, vitamin C doesn't do this for you. I mean, it's it's toxic. You can you can justify mm-hmm. anything you want online. Any opinion you want to have. And so that makes macheteing your way through that, Impossible. especially on behalf of your family, really crazy. Yeah. That is one of the reasons I do like the just the nourishing traditions. It's very pragmatic. Yeah. And it's like not new research. It's like old it's research. It's really, really you know, old. Before everything got, yeah. Yeah. Before everything got really swanky. Yeah. Like, and studying really. We looked at some Eskimos. You yeah. Know? Studying <laughs> like, really, really yeah. old ancient cultures. And just, I mean. Mm-hmm. The reality is you're not going to look at history of people eating food in any capacity and see, like, you're not going to see the not, how do I say this? You're always going to see animal products. Yes. You know, um, that tends to be, animal products tend to be a lot heavier in, like, northern. As you start to get a little bit more towards the equator, you get a lot of fish Mm -hmm. and a lot of fruit. Because that's mm-hmm. what they can grow there. But you even then, you still that's get meat mm-hmm. and you still get milk. Um, but obviously, there are a mm-hmm. lot of fish-eating cultures. And, you know, that's that's interesting. This is interesting. This is kind of a rabbit trail. 
But, um, you know, eating fish is kind of a weird thing now because of all the stuff that's going into our waterways. So a lot of these yeah. old, old, you know, tribes and such that would fish, they wouldn't have to worry about like, does my thing have mercury? About mercury. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, watched this guy exactly. one time and he was talking about, he researched, what's the giant river that runs through London? That's okay. So he would sample the water and he's like, you can tell, like, if you take the sample on like a Sunday, you, you can see like the, the spike in drug use on the weekend because everyone's flushing their toilets. Right. And they're like, yeah. all this yeah. water is going into the river and the drug level, like the prescription drug uh. level, like basically all these fish now are all laced with, you know, the Xanax and the Ambien Oxycontin and, and the, Xanax. And yeah. yeah ecstasy right? and oh my. cocaine. And it uh. was nuts. It was nuts. And, um, you know. Oh, my god! I know. Gosh. It was kind of disturbing. Um, yeah. It was one of those moments where I was like, I'm so thankful that I believe in a, in a redemption, a new heavens and a new earth. Because. Yes. It's so bad. It's not so good. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not, not so, good. so good out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a fine note to leave our lovely audience with for the weekend. <laughs> it's important to think about. Your water goes somewhere. Um, but yeah, nourishing That's traditions, right. ladies. Go check that out. If you need just a little like reorientation back to normal. Very normal. Yep. Okay. Okay. We did it. I didn't know if I was so gonna you make should it. Uh, join us over on I didn't know say? if I was gonna make it at the beginning of that podcast. <laughs> Pulled through. Oh, that was sorry. Yeah, that was a lot of laughter. So sorry. sorry about sorry that. that. I know that's hard to listen to. <laughs> Uh, so make sure, did we mention Patreon? Make sure that you're following over on patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast because tomorrow we will be uh, dropping video versions and the snippet, the next snippet of Homemaker Chic, the book. And uh, so you can follow along yep. there. And then, of course, we'd love to see you over on Instagram this weekend. That's lots of fun at Homemaker Chic Podcast. And uh, we will uh, see you again on yeah. Monday. We're going to keep having yeah, fun. Yeah, we're going to keep having fun. Okay, we'll be back here Monday. Cheers, ladies. Cheers.